There he is. He's out of the woods. He's out of the woods, Beaver fam, and he's looking handsome and tan as hell. You just walked out of the woods. You have no idea what's happened. Oh, I know. You want to know what's happening? Oregon State is going to the SEC. <laughs> <laughs> I needed that laugh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Beaver fam, what's up? It's me, Terry Horseman, with J.P. Bertram on his first episode of The Belligerent Beavs after uh, his time off the grid, which uh, is maybe the most eventful four days in, in college football in the last few years. Uh, you're off the grid for all of it. Um, J.P.'s back. Uh, he has some capital T thoughts about uh about everything uh that's been going on we're gonna talk about all of that we're gonna talk about beers uh i believe you also started a new job today and it did, yeah. it's just all it's just all of the things at once um you know what's funny i gotta talk about i gotta talk about being off the grid because this we is like, yeah it, i mean just we can get to how i found out and all that stuff down the road but I, one thing i wanted to point out was the last time I was, I went backpacking in the the high country of Yosemite National Park. So like 7,000 feet in elevation almost. You hiked up from Hetch Hetchy Reservoir and you stayed there for three nights and four days. No connectivity at all. The last time I was in Yosemite National Park was also about the 4th of July weekend. No connectivity, but somehow wherever I was walking at that moment, I wasn't hiking. I was like in the valley floor, but wherever I was walking, the last time I was there, I got a notification from Woj that uh, Kevin Durant had signed with the Warriors. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm out in the middle of nowhere in the wilderness thinking, wow, that was the last time I was disconnected. And a huge bomb was there's, dropped. There's no me. way nothing like that is happening now. There's no way I will come back to anything like that. As I'm backpacking down these switchbacks at the end, I caught service. And all it was was a traffic alert from Squarespace about our website. And I was like, well, see, nothing's happened. Okay. So <laughs> when Benny and I were recording the emergency episode, yeah. we, we just had to do it. And uh, no listener noticed that I edited the episode and not you. It was, <laughs> it was, it was seamless, despite the fact that I mentioned it on the episode and had very... Uh, very cutty intros and outros from episode 39 uh men's basketball eulogy with the Peyton years shut up Peyton years um we were starting we had been recording for 10 minutes and then i just went from i was looking at ben on zoom and we we're laughing and talking about this like the craziness of everything that came out on thursday and i go into the dock and your Google icon popped up. Someone must have been on my, my Mac, and it was probably open. That, which I'm, I'm sure that's how it happened. But I was I, I typed into the doc, JP, is that you? And like it was like really <laughs> spooky for a second. And we thought that like somehow, like just your fucking technology telepathy let you know like <laughs> I need I need to find a signal right now. And you climbed the highest mountain. And you I think I was too high for signals. Phone up. Well, there's been a, a lot of times you've been too high for signals. Hasn't stopped <laughs> you from recording, buddy. Hey, <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, we're gonna get into all of this, uh, uh, all of this fuck shit, 
as we like to call it. Um, it's just JP uh, and I tonight. Um, I uh, can pr proudly say Benny's not here. Um, he's uh, doing his, his first treatment of uh, ketamine therapy. I was going to keep that private, but then he he's tweeting about, about it. About Follow it. him. Yeah. yeah. So shout out our friend, our friend Benny, taking care of himself and uh, trying to, uh, you know, push his mental health forward. So if if you're in a position where you've been uh, considering ketamine therapy as a opportunity for you, uh, definitely reach out to Ben. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have a ton of experience with it as today's his first day on the treatment, but he would love to talk to you. He's got the biggest heart of anyone we know. Um, so, so Benny's taking the night off. And so this is kind of just like an emergency episode 2.0 where you get to share your thoughts, JP. Um, I know some, uh, not really dust has settled, but you know, there's been a little more context provided, uh, among a lot of, a lot of things, but I, I want to hear about your trip first. And I, I think our listeners do as well. So let's, uh, we don't get it. We don't need to get into the moment you like got off the trail and we're like, like in a store or a restaurant or gas station for the first time and got that first notification. Uh, but just you're in Yosemite for, I believe four total days, yeah. totally off the grid. Your pictures looked amazing. Uh, I've hope, I believe you've shared some of them on Insta. You should share all of them if you haven't yet, but just talk, talk about this trip for a little bit. Yeah. So uh, if you've ever been to Yosemite, there's an area called Hetch Hetchy Reservoir, which is the reservoir that was dammed up to provide water to the San Francisco Bay area. So growing up, that's the water I drank was there in that reservoir. And it's a really cool scene. I mean, before the valley, the Hetchy Valley was dammed up. It was also, you know, beautiful, just like any of the valleys within the you know Yosemite National Park. But it looks amazing because there's just these towering walls, and they go just there's just granite, just straight up with glistening, just glass water uh, dammed up in the valley. The hike was crazy. I've never backpacked like this in my entire life, and so. It, it I had an almost 40 pound pack on my back full of food and tent and sleeping bag, blah, 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 blah. Um, but what you do is you start at the Hetch Hetchy Dam and you walk through this like super old tunnel. And the tunnel is like, it feels like something you would encounter in Goldeneye. You know, it's like got the wiring <laughs> along the side with like flickering bulbs and like Oh, dude, do you still have that beat we made? I do, yeah. Play five seconds of that beat. <laughs> That's one where we won't get sued. It's ours. <laughs> Maybe we can get sued. Anyway, yeah. all right. But, Sorry uh, for that interruption, nice. but continue. No, good one. Good one. Um, good recall. Uh, but it's like, you know, like those like puddles dripping from the ceiling and like it's dark as hell. Anyways, you get through that and you're like, all right, we're off. We're, we're backpacking up. It goes immediately to four and a half miles of switchbacks up the side of the valley walls. <laughs> and they are straight up. You climb an insane amount of uh, feet in, in a short amount of time with that for the four miles. So I get up there and I'm like, man, I, shout out Peloton because I was definitely, there was 10 of us out there doing this. And I was by far the most... Um, endurance ready i guess you could say i was i crushed it up the switchbacks dude i get to this is you'll love this i get to the top of the switchbacks <laughs> and i'm sitting in the middle of the wilderness like where is everybody you know like i just like i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna go i'm like looking at my heart rate on my watch i'm like holy shit <laughs> just keep going as long as i don't feel like ill i'm gonna keep going and i get all the way to the top and I'm, I'm thinking the worst is over i did the switchbacks a lot of other people my dad had done this has done this that was his 10th time so he's done it before if only I knew what was you know, still to come. 
then I probably wouldn't be celebrating so much after four miles of switchbacks. I get to the top, I'm sitting there, I'm waiting. I'm like, all right. I try, I downloaded like 30 gig of music on my phone, knowing I wouldn't have any service. None of it worked. None of it worked. Like I had to like play a song, skip 15 seconds, pause it, play it, skip 15 more seconds, go back 15 you, seconds. And you then all of a sudden- spend one with nature and, and quiet for- no, are you kidding me? I was for once so in your bored. fucking life, <laughs> dude. I was so bored. I got to the top of this thing and I waited for an hour. So I started playing music. It didn't work. So I played solitaire on my phone, which is the only game that like I have on my phone. And I was like, all right, I played like 40 games of solitaire. It's been 45 minutes. Where is everybody? Luckily, smartly, I packed two beers. And so I crushed one just sitting there waiting for everyone. Everyone else took an, another hour to show up to where I was at that four and a half mile mark. So I literally was like, all right, cool. I'm like, we halfway there, right? Because I thought it was nine miles to the campground. It was 10 and a half. Uh, but so I cracked the beer, slammed this double IPA in the middle of the wilderness. Of course, it was a double IPA. Yeah. And then we get going and it's like, all right. I'm like, oh, I'm getting dehydrated. I shouldn't have had that beer. I'm out of water, I'm out of water. I'm like, well, I've got some whiskey in my bag and I also have another yeah. beer. So I'm not going to die of thirst, but I will probably de- be so dehydrated that I would co- I will collapse at any moment. We end up finding, <laughs> my dad helps us find this, this spring in the ground, like literally like a spring of water. And we like are drinking the water and it's amazing and it tastes incredible. So shout out Jim Bertram for the, uh, the knowledge. He knew how to find the spring in Beehive Meadow and saved my ass because I was like, I'll just go. Another, it's just three. I'll half, just have whiskey. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure you know how hydration works. There's water and whiskey. I, I, I'm not sure you know how hydration works. <laughs> I'm not arguing that. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't know how hydration works, but I'm pretty sure it's not that. <laughs> Okay. All right. We finally so get to the lake. I'm, I'm nearly dead. Yeah. I was like, my, I was, I wanted to just collapse. We had to, you know, put up our tents and all this stuff and um, just beautiful scenery. It's like, I mean, it's a, it's mostly just covered in sand and granite all around this lake. It's at, I think it was like 6,800 feet in elevation. So wow. we actually made it to 7,000. You kind of come down a bit to the lake. Um, there was no one there. I mean, we we're totally isolated. We, uh, we, you know, built a bonfire, had a little kitchen area, had the tent separate and, you know, you need like bear canisters for the food. You need like, you got to yeah. separate your pack from the tent, everything. So the next day we go out hiking, my dad, my brother-in-law, Taylor and my, myself. And we're just like, we're trying to look for like, um, where this Creek enters the lake. And we get to this one spot. It's crystal clear water, dude, like a foot deep, just like slowly flowing towards the lake. And we're like, it's just gorgeous. So we're like, maybe we'll fish here, you know, and just like hang out. And all of a sudden we just get destroyed by mosquitoes. It's just because it's kind of wet and damp. And right. like, we're like, let's now fuck this. Let's just get out of here. Let's go back towards camp. We'll find this other spot if we can get to it. And if not, we'll just go to camp while we're walking back. And like, I'm when I'm in the front with my dad and Taylor's behind us. And he's like, whoa. And as soon as we, he says that we hear this loud crunch and we're like, we turn around real quick and he's pointing off to his left side and he goes bear over there. I mean, it was like, I don't know, 40 feet from us. And I'm looking around and there's just this giant fallen tree, maybe two and a half feet tall from the ground after on its side. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking around like, I don't see a bear. And then I see poop, this head pop up from behind the tree. And it's a fucking right. black bear, man. It's like literally right there. Well, I'm like, black bears don't want to fuck with you. Well, yeah, but unless it's a cub, right. <laughs> and then it was pretty small. So we're like, oh. 
shit, oh, then, where's then, Mama then, Bear? Then the cub wants to play with you, and Mama Bear thinks you're trying to kill it. Yes. <laughs> and my dad's like, do you want to take it? Oh, yeah, it's a it's a black bear. You want to take a picture of it? I was yeah. like, no, because I don't picture. want Mama Bear to be behind go, me. Go ready pet to it. Kill yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm go, like, don't move, baby bear. I want your photo. Go so, ride the bear cub, JP. See how that works out. <laughs> So luck, luckily, I smartly was like, no, we're moving. We're walking. And we kept walking. And we realized it wasn't probably a cub. It was probably an adolescent. It was pretty big. We had other people in our uh, that was that were with us spot it a little bit later by the by, back by the creek where we were originally. And it was, uh, they were like, yeah, it was, they took a picture of it. And it was probably like a 180, 200 pound bear, but it's probably like a year or two old. So it was on its own. So we lucked out there. The rest of the time was amazing, man. Like the lake, I caught a trout. I don't even fish. And there was, I caught a trout. <laughs> like, you know Larry, there's Larry a lot Troutsman. How very Larry Troutman's of you. Yeah. Exactly. I saw a fucking bald eagle take out its <laughs> talons and fly down and grab a fish from the lake and then soar off into its nest in the trees. That That's was dope. the coolest thing I, I had seen, especially with what was upcoming with the 4th of July after uh, that week. So <laughs> felt very patriotic in the moment. I was like, damn, that's what kind of cool shit our founding fathers loved about this country and stole from. Well, the and, yeah. And several people, <laughs> several million people before them. Right. Um, but it, I'm glad you got to experience that. Uh, yeah. Nature's dope, man. We should go camping more often. I feel like fun stuff or I guess fun stuff did not happen. No, there, there were I'm some not good- doing anymore. I'm not going off the grid anymore. I refuse to go off the grid. It's good. Dude, I bet. I know you probably want to admit it now, but I bet there was so many times where you're like, this is so nice. I'm not I'm not on Twitter. I'm not doom scrolling. I'm not getting in fights with duck fans over nothing. I'm not looking at the giant scores. They played like crap while you were away. I know. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not checking any of this shit. Like I'm just here. I'm with I'm with some dudes and I'm in a whole lot of nature and it's just beautiful. And then you got off trail and the repercussions of the 14 year mess that Larry Scott made came home to roost and you saw everything that happened on Twitter and we're like, I'm never leaving again. Fuck you, Larry Scott. Here's how poetic this is, though. Here's how poetic this is. I get off the mountain. I go grab the car. We're still at in Yosemite. There's no service really. Like you got to get down the hill a little bit further. Right. And even that, there's still not. So we have an old an old family tradition, uh, Evergreen Lodge. It's just right outside of Yosemite National Park gate. And my family's been going there for like 90 years since my grandma was like a little girl. And it's way different now. It's like a resort now, but before it used to be like a lodge with like a couple cabins, you know, surrounding it. And like a, the lodge had a restaurant and a and a bar, and and the bar is still there. So the tradition yeah. is after going backpacking to Lake Vernon, you go to Evergreen and you get a drink. So we're driving. Yeah. I get in the car with my dad. My dad a Bruin. I, you're a Bruin, but I do have to mention real quick because we're gonna get away from this very fast. When you go off the grid and you go into nature and you're just on trail for days, that first drink tastes so fucking good when you get yeah. back no matter what you bring on trail with you that first cold beer unbelievable oh totally no no especially because all i had was whiskey and yeah, those two beers because you have to take it out with you so you could bring a case of beer and then you're gonna be just carrying trash with you the whole time <laughs> yeah or, or you're a complete fucking asshole and leaving it and destroying the wilderness anyway 
just had to give a love to that first post trail beer. Sorry for the interruption. No, totally. But- I agree. It felt great. It, it felt great. It tasted great. It was just like, it was like heaven crossing my lips. And, but in the car, my dad's driving and he goes, Oh, your, your uncle Jack just texted me. My uncle Jack also a Bruin. And he says, USC and UCLA to the Big Ten. And I was like, what? They're, they must be just be discussing that, right? Because I still don't right. have service. Because we there were spotty, heard about it. Yeah. yeah, there were spotty moments where you would, like, just get connectivity for a quick second. I started getting, like, a bunch of old text messages from, like, Wednesday before I left. And then, like, random, like, emails and stuff. Like, Amazon was delivered or whatever. So I – and then it cut out. So he got that text message and I got nothing. So I'm thinking there must have just been a rumor he picked up on like Facebook and just was like, oh, I read somewhere that they're talking yeah. about it, which is usually the rumor you find out. That's the leak you find out. They're in discussions. It kind of was that way, but this was way further along than anyone could imagine. So I I counter with no way. That's probably just a rumor. They must be just considering it or in discussions or the Big Ten wants them to, to come join and they're, they're – right. you know, evaluating all their options so I, it isn't until we get to evergreen i get on the wi-fi i call my family and i tell them i'm alive my son was f- certain i was gonna die he said uh, you're, if you survive if you come Wait, home was, was your was everett at evergreen no 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 they were still up here in portland so okay but like the whole week before i left he kept being like even when i was gone i guess he kept being like well if dad comes back well if dad survives <laughs> He's already eyeing his inheritance, dog. <laughs> yeah. I'm you like, just started, I'm you just started your new job and he's eyeing his inheritance. I had to tell him like straight yeah. to his face, like multiple times, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die. Well, if, I'd be sad if dad doesn't come back, but that probably means the PS5 is mine. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did tell him he was the man yeah. of the house while I'm out. So he probably was like, yeah, I like this. I like this promotion. I'm not giving it up. Oh, he was probably bossing Annie around like a real <laughs> douchebag. We're going to have to put him in line when we're there for the Montana State game. Besides, my first thing was like I had to call him and say like, yeah, see, I didn't die unless like my plane crashed on the way home. That would be really bad. But, right. you know, I, I had to, I had to prove my point. Like, look, kid, exactly. I know my shit. I can survive in the yeah. wilderness. I saw a bear, dude. I saw a bear. You re- remember when we watched The Revenant together, little <laughs> five-year-old? <laughs> uh, That's so what it was. Then, then I get off my phone and I go get the. I order the beer. I'm order, I'm drinking my beer and I'm reading this, and it's just like the 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 satisfaction and enjoyment of the beer was just dissipating at, for every tweet I read because by this point things had settled. People, little, people yeah. had reactions. Like, it wasn't like this whole, like, what the fuck's happening? It was like, this is happening. What the fuck does it mean? And so I'm reading everyone's, you talk about doom scrolling. That was right. like the doomiest doom scroll I'd ever done in my right. entire and life. And the only coverage we were getting was, oh, man, it must fucking suck to be Oregon State and Washington State yes, right now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's still, that is still the narrative today. Right. It's still the narrative today. And I am... I am here to to change that narrative. By the way, um, okay. we can get Should, to that, but yeah, we but, can't get to that yet. Yeah, it was it was shocking. It was definitely shocking. And then you saw like, and fuck, Gary Payton the second sign with the Trailblazers. He's not a well, warrior. I got, your, <laughs> I got your summary roll up first. Okay, over everything else. I was wondering what order you received texts because yes. it was i like, got your summary roll up before i actually saw benny's going this isn't good or something but nothing else came with it and so i was right. like 
If Benny says this isn't good, it could be like, oh, Oregon State is fucked in perpetuity, or like the Timbers goalkeeper was <laughs> drunk at marathon last yeah, night. Exactly. Which would be good. That's that's the type of story we're interested. I would celebrate in JP's podcast. Yeah. That, that's the only way JP will talk about the Timbers. <laughs> exactly. Is if it's alcohol and marathon, <laughs> that's it. Um, and trouble. Yeah. And trouble. And trouble. And yeah. trouble. Um. Yeah. So. Okay. So yeah. Like keep, keep talking. Like what was like the that you're, like you're with your dad, who's a diehard Bruin. Yeah. And my dad, my dad's a big Pac-12 guy. He's always right. been like, like that's all he's known. I, I think. No, but oh, listen, man, to this. he yeah. turned heel so fast because he's like, oh, oh man, I, like, I don't know about this, right? And then what? I was like, this is bad for UCLA. I'm like, this is not going to go well for them. And then he's like, hmm. And then I felt like he, he felt personally attacked. He's like, this is actually going to be really good for UCLA. And I'm like, you know what? Screw you, man. You're a traitor. You're a traitor. Just he, like he UCLA. heard me like raving USC. about the tailgating scene here in Minneapolis that UCLA will get to enjoy one out of every five years, given how many <laughs> fucking team fucking teams are in this goddamn conference now. <laughs> um, no, that's not what he heard. And the tailgating scene up here is fine. It's just like I, someone was just like, well, dude, imagine USC Ohio State games. And I'm just like, they could do that already. Imagine UCLA Rutgers. Game. Right. The, the, the question that was immediately asked, JP, like like within minutes on Twitter. So Ben, and I, I mentioned this on the emergency episode. I, I heard it from Ben first, and I almost didn't believe it. Uh, not, not, to, not to shit on Ben while he's not here. This isn't me shitting on him. But like a lot of times Ben will be like, oh, my God, this means this for X sport. And I'm like, maybe we just need to chill, f simmer for an hour, and we'll think differently. And he, in this case, he was right. He had uh, John Wilner's reaction, and Ben was like, this is awful. Like, this is so – this is bad for us. This is bad for college football. This is bad for the student-athletes. This is bad for fans. It's bad for everyone, which it is. Yeah. And then it just, like, kept getting worse and worse. And, like, the one of the first things I saw was this from – a casual it was like over under a fucking day game ucla at Rutgers of three and a half thousand fans everyone's taking the under college football is so fucking stupid and it's hard to argue with that reaction because yeah. it's true it's true um and we're gonna get into the nitty-gritty of all of this um but yeah, I mean, if I was your dad, I'd be doing the same goddamn thing. It It is, like, I don't know if it's necessarily, like, good in the way that we think of good, as in, like, culturally important and artistically intriguing for UCLA, but it at least protects UCLA. Uh, they don't need to worry about their bottom line or their agenda or uh, if they're going to be... Or their bribery admission scandals. Or their bribery and admission scandals. Was that more USC or UCLA? Probably both, to be both. honest. But UCLA, yeah, I think, I mean, was more. Or, yeah, uh, yeah, their Title IX violations or whatever else kind of yeah, problems it's... this university. Both those shit universities contribute to society. <laughs> uh, how are your – yeah, your feelings about those two universities. How do you feel about the city of Los Angeles, JP? <laughs> I'll get, I'll get, I'm going to get to this. Don't you worry. You're going to, you're going to get to this. Um, we, uh, should really, um, get into it. Uh, do you want to do, uh, let's do, let's do beers though. Before let's do beers. We, let's do beers. And then, uh, and then bullshit. 
<laughs> yeah, now we are approaching the bullshit. <laughs> Let's do beers, and then we'll shout out our friends at Seamheaded, um, and then we'll we'll get into the nitty gritty of this episode. I think we'll venture from the football uh, for a, a couple a couple things, but there's a lot to get to, Beaver Fam. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just we just want you to know that no matter what happens, we're gonna be here for you, no yes. matter what. Yes, we're here. Uh, we wish we commanded the same uh, <laughs> dollar amount that these uh, fucking TV network fat cats who don't give a shit about anything other than their own pockets. Um, and then we'd we'd save college football. We really would. Uh, we'd, we already maybe are. We are superheroes. Someone write a Belligerent Beefs comic book where we save the college football world. And then it might come. I bet you we have a listener that's like a comic. Like we a probably comic do. Ar- we probably artist. do, yeah. yeah. I know, I know, I know some graphic novelists. We'll, we'll we'll kick this around a little bit. We'll kick this yeah, around a little bit. Um, but before we get into that, I want to hear about what you're drinking, JP. As always, you have a beer in a very nice looking snifter. It's classy as fuck. Yeah. Um. Let's. Uh. What 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 kind of suds are we enjoying? Uh. At your abode in Northeast Portland tonight. I don't know if I've had this on the show before, but I've definitely had it before. It's a uh, punk rock time IPA. Oh hell yeah! From Barrelick. Look at this. Look at that. Punk rock Be- time. Yeah, yeah. And I love, love this. It's an IPA with Amarillo, uh, Strata, and Chinook hops. It says uh, it has a little quote here that, that I liked, and this is why I was like, yeah. I'm- this was actually a beer that Everett picked out, and he wanted to save it for his sister because it's got like Grover on it, like a. Like a <laughs> it does have Grover on it. That's yeah. Grover. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll just go get another one, I guess, because Barry Lake's just down the road. But uh, it says, "This is not the time to be dismayed. This is punk rock time. This is what Joe Strummer trained you for." Hell yeah. Rollins. So love that. Do not be dismayed. This is what Dude, you've been preparing for. Exactly. I fucking love that. And also, like, randomly, I had – this was unrelated to the college football news. But I had just a few songs from School of Rock in my head. And I ended up just going down a School of Rock YouTube rabbit hole. Uh, JP, please play five seconds of The Legend of the Rent by the School of Rock. of the Rent was way past you. <laughs> and it's just like a perfect mood. And I was talking with, with some of my friends um, before this. Like, one, that's like a comedy that's like aged perfectly, but also just like a whole, just stick it to the man, whatever. I'm sitting here in this new age of whatever fucking uh, state, Oregon State is in. I'm not sure, but I just know, like, we, we, we're going to have to have a very punk rock, school of rock mentality. Uh, maybe we can like is Jack Black on Open Doors or or cameo uh, <laughs> to an extent? Like, can we do a deal with, with Jack Black to be like a diehard Beaver fan for a whole year? It might cost a million dollars, but I'm willing to start that go every week. He just does yeah. like a a summary of the games just, and like as as like a new Tenacious D song, hating on Larry Scott and like the Fox Sports Network. <laughs> um, that would be incredible. Um, I would love that. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Punk Rock, Barrelick Brewing. What's the, what's the name of that beer? Punk Rock Time. Is Punk Rock Time? Cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, your untapped score. Ooh, I, I, I have already previously rated this one. I think I gave it like a 4.1. I mean, it's a good Ooh, IPA. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's high for you. Yeah. Um, I picked this, my beer up today. 
mostly because of the color scheme. You can see this can mm. is very, very orange. It's from yes. uh, Wooden Hill Brewing Company, uh, a brewery that I haven't experienced at all. Uh, it's uh, just across the border into the in the suburbs of Edina, Minnesota. This is a it's a blood orange something or other nice i love something or other blood orange pale ale. <laughs> yeah pale ale blood orange so obviously just trying to invoke as much oregon state spirit as possible blood orange pale ale let's see how it is give it a taste Ooh, it's got like a creamsicle thing that i wasn't expecting to oh i like that yeah that's always yeah, that's always so, good oh there, yeah there we go um so pale ale hopped I didn't read this beforehand, but Pale Ale hopped up with Citra and Southern Passion, fruited with zesty blood orange and dosed with vanilla and milk sugar. Sip the sunset. And also, there was a very, 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 very orange sunset in Minneapolis today that a lot of people were texting me about. Like, whoa, the sky is crazy right now. What's happening? And I was like, it's the apocalypse. It's the beef apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, Be ready. We've, we've angered Bernice by not bringing her back. And uh, Larry Scott and George Klyavkov and all of these gutless, spineless, soulless, blood-sucking, capitalistic fuckwads have just stayed fucking up. So now Bernice's wrath is coming, and the blood, then the sky is bleeding orange. So we're taking over, and this is a blood orange pale ale from Wooden Hill Brewing, on top of our hill. So cheers, JP. Man, cheers. Well, welcome back from the woods. Thank you. Thank you. The first thing you told all of us was you were just going to go back to the woods and not deal with this ever again. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I, we need to do a, we need to do a ad read, but then we'll, we'll get into the, the nitty gritty. Um, this uh, 54th episode of the Belligerent Beeves podcast is brought to you by our friends at Seamheaded. Beaver fam, summer is here. Hopefully you had a great, fun, and safe 4th of July weekend and Major League Baseball season is in full swing. Hopefully you caught Adley Rutschman being Adley Clutchman the other mm -hmm. night. Uh, but remember, even though we're halfway through summer, you're still not ready for the rest of your hot beef summer until you visit Seamheaded.com. Seamheaded is an independent lifestyle brand specializing in baseball-themed apparel. If you believe that baseball is more than a game but a way of life, then Seamheaded is the brand for you. Because baseball is more than a game. And Seamheaded, unlike uh, aforementioned douchebag corporate fat cats, celebrates the rich history and heritage of our national pastime with unique designs for all baseball enthusiast and it has a whole collection inspired by and for belligerent beeves listeners they have a hash hashtag hash chop em, hashtag hashtag <laughs> chop em. that's how that sentence is pronounced a belligerent beef jersey in multiple colors uh the super dope corvallis map home plate tee uh, they have specific uh, Oregon State shirts and kid sizes and much, much more available all across men's, women's, and children's sizes. And as a listener of the Belligerent Beefs podcast, you get, you've heard it by this point several times, 31% off on all seam-headed Belligerent Beefs products when you use the promo code CHOPEM at checkout. So hit up seamheaded.com today to get 31% off the Belligerent Beefs collection when you use promo code CHOPEM at checkout for the noisest discount in the game 
shout out once again to our friends at seam headed uh, sad that you know i know it, the college baseball season would be over even if we won the national championship anyway but uh seeing uh steven kwan's been playing well adley has been 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 killing it uh and it's mitchell verberg just got picked up by the sioux city explorers of uh the american association one of my old stomping grounds back when the saint paul saints were playing there uh there's still there's still oregon state flavor all over america's uh our national pastime so hope you're out enjoying it and you know prayers up for trevor larnack to come back healthy in a few weeks and help my twins lock down the central go beeves damn right go bees should we talk about college football realignment an endlessly optimistic and hopeful subject jp <laughs> yes let's talk let's talk about it all right so first we didn't get a chance to hear from you and this is this is probably the least structured episode we'll ever have yep because it's just such a massive topic and there it's so far reaching it's so greedy it's so dirty it, it's making my fucking skin crawl just like the more i even just like like think about it because well, your it's head not spin. just it's my it makes my head spin and it's also just not our program that's affected by this and it's it's gross for a number of reasons and i just kind of want to hear because i didn't get a chance to talk with you we've we've texted obviously since you got back from your trip a bunch but we haven't just gotten a chance to shoot the shit and let it flow uh audibly so like from once the news started washing over you i know that was you know several days ago now um to where we are now and there's new stuff coming out every day there's shit today about the big 12 taking possibly six teams from the Pac-12, which is more uh, fuel to the fire of Oregon State being left out in the cold. Where is your headspace at right now? And just what sort of sense are you making of all of this? Do you ever feel like you're a wrestler waiting backstage to just come out so goddamn hot and spicy but you're just waiting for the opportunity. JP, please play five seconds of the Stone Cold Steve Austin intro song. <laughs> I love it when you JP five seconds yourself. It's my... <laughs> I, I did it on the emergency episode, and I have to say it felt great. I see. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty great. Um, but I, uh, yeah. I need to come out saying, like, first and foremost, the Pac-12 is not over. It is not over, and I, 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 it can't be. And I think that its demise is is greatly exaggerated. Look, losing UCLA and USC from an academic standpoint, from a prestige standpoint, from a marketability standpoint, from a viewership standpoint, all of those things are really, really, really important for a conference. Uh, and it's it's really bad for the Pac-12 to lose those two schools and that market. I, I don't know if the loss to the Pac-12 is equally as beneficial to either of those schools joining a different conference where their closest road game is you know fifteen like, Nebraska miles away. <laughs> so future suburb of Los Angeles, Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, yes, that was supposed to be another billion years in climate change, but it, it looks like it's happening now. Yeah, no, no one's speeding up the absolute uh, destruction of this planet faster than college football, which is what we all expected <laughs> fifty years ago. So, but like one one of the reasons why I feel like the Pac-12 is still in good shape is is solely this: when it comes to total brand value, the remaining ten teams, they are still third 
of the Power Five, which is what they were before both of the schools became traitors and joined the Big Ten. So essentially, the numbers here, this is done by uh, a guy, Logan McKinney, uh, on Twitter. He's at Logan MB McKinney. And he's compiled brand values for each of the programs within the Power Five conferences. And you have a total brand value of every conference as they currently stand. Um, well, you know, once once the uh, the trader schools go over to, to the Big Ten, and the Pac-12's total brand value right is two billion three hundred eighty million blah 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 blah. The ACC is actually next, which is two billion three hundred seventy-eight million. So it's close, it's close, but they also have four more schools in the ACC than we currently do in the now formatted Pac-10. Does that include, is this just football? Like, does that include Notre Dame? These are actual full-on conference uh, participants. So we're, we're third and ACC's fourth? Yes. And Big 12's fifth? Yes. And Big 12 is like 600 Wait. million shy in brand value from where we're at. I mean, some of the schools are really, really small it's when crazy, it comes they have to the last their brand two range. national champions in men's basketball, which is like. But that doesn't move the needle. I know that doesn't move the needle. That's but that's just like kind of sad when you think about it like that. But oh, certainly, yeah, and then, which is kind of why I feel like it's silly that these programs think they need to join these like super conferences, and that college athletics needs to just like round into two super conferences and let all the rest figure it out. I think that that's going to be terrible for essentially every single athletics program outside of football, and it will be also terrible for football. These aren't. The, these aren't yeah. professional programs. These aren't like there's no like cross continental rivalries here. Like this, these are long built, long standing traditions that have you know forged themselves through the fact that you're playing regionally against opponents that are trying to draw not only the same fans and students as you, but also athletes and. When you lose that flavor in college athletics, it loses a lot of its lure. And so I, I, I'm very actually worried for the future of college athletics in general if this is the, the, the route we're going down. I, I don't think we are. I really don't think we are. And honestly, I think what's going to happen is the Pac-12 could play hero here. It could play a hero by saying, yeah, you guys tried to fuck us. Well, watch us come back from the grave and make this work. So I don't think the Pac-12 is over. We still have great brand value. We have a big draw across the most of the West Coast currently. And yes, we don't have the LA market right now. And it might not be that way for this foreseeable future. But fuck LA <laughs> and fuck that market. So I don't give a shit. I, I, I look at the numbers and I look at the facts and how it stands currently is our average brand value. Our average brand value is still in third because of the fact there's still only 10 teams right now currently in the pack. And our, our total brand value is also third above the ACC that has 14 full-time members. So the Pac-12 is going so nowhere. The Pac-12 is going nowhere. But it could if two of those brands jet as soon as they can. Or if Pac-12 leadership is spineless and just agrees to getting pillaged no. by the Big 12. I don't which... think so. I don't think that's going to happen. We saw, I mean, we talked about this last summer when 
you know, uh, you know, Georgie K came in, had a chance to take four teams from the Big 12 when Oklahoma and Texas left and decided to stand pat. I'm not saying that solves everything, but say you have Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, TCU, and Baylor, I think were the four names that yeah. were most it doesn't solve everything but if you have those four teams in for football and men's basketball well, I mean, men's basketball I know it doesn't move the needle but like i feel that you feel better about yourself you're probably less likely to lose have a washington and oregon trying to bail no i feel like there, it's not about everyone's very focused on adding universities to save save the conference I'm not viewing it that way. I have a little bit of a, a of a what's next that we can get to in a second. I I actually you. feel like we're we should add no one from the Big Twelve. We should add no university from the Big Twelve. Let them stand pat again. Be the bigger person if these conferences were people. Like, fine, we got fucked. We're not gonna go just now. Fuck you. Like, we're gonna figure it out. You know. And so I I think that. Uh, that the demise of college athletics would be if it became an all-out blitz to figure out who's going to survive. And right now, right now, the fulcrum sitting with the Pac-12, Pac-10 to figure out the best way to solve this. And I don't think they're going to poach the Big 12. I don't think they're going to poach the ACC. I don't think they're going to merge with the Big 12. And I think they're going to save Oregon and Washington and keep this thing afloat. And I and I think I know ways that they can do it. And it, it really just depends. What's what's your like? Because I was something that was frustrating me about the national coverage of this. Even though Oregon State and Washington State were being rightly mentioned as the teams that are fucked the most by all of this, and I still think that's even if we end up coming out of this fine. And we're going to talk about reasons for optimism because hey. It's been a hell of a recruiting few days for Oregon State football. And these kids don't seem to care. And more power to them. I love that. But we have to talk about this. We have to kind of think about what the next steps are. What is – so you're saying you don't want to poach the Big 12. No. And you, what is, like, the way forward? What What is, like, if you are – if you're George right now – in your fucking ivory tower, you probably were shitting bricks for a little bit because this is giant news and it didn't seem to be as expected as what anyone was uh, saying. What, what do you, what I was asking, what should Oregon State and, and Washington State fans hope for? And no one has really given an exact answer. And I'm not sure I have an exact answer either, but in your mind, what do you, what do you think we should be hoping for? And what do you think is the best way forward for the conference? Optimistically, including Oregon and Washington. Okay. We should be hoping for nothing because we're in a conference that should be ran for the, with the student athletes and universities in mind with every decision they make to better the experience, better the product, and better the publicity of the programs and the universities. And that is not really on Oregon State fans or Washington State fans to care about or worry about. I know that's not what you're saying, but I think that some people think that, like, this is in our hands. It reflects us. It doesn't. Like, this has nothing to do with us. Like, this is this is no, solely on the that conference. And it's not even yeah. on the university. This is solely on the conference. The only universities that look bad are UCLA and USC. And if Oregon and Washington leave, they look bad, too. But 
that does not look bad on us. I know that right right now we're under a microscope because we don't bring enough value right. for most of if we if we ought to jump ship, we would be the odd man out and that's that's just the way it is because we don't bring enough brand value, we don't bring enough money to the table, we don't bring enough prestige to the table in the eyes of these, you know, conglomerate TV networks. So Right. We do bring three times the research value to the table that the University of Damn right. does. Damn right. I just want to right. throw that out there. Lancy, Space, and um, something else. Lancy, Space, Sun, Sea. <laughs> All of them. Land, land Grant, Sun Grant, Sea Grant, Space Grant. One of, I think, four institutions in the country and an incredible research institution. So, you know, for all you conferences claiming to give a shit about academics, just, you know, look at look at facts. Yeah, look at facts. I know America is averse to facts these days, but hey, <laughs> uh, four, four grants and a shitload of research revenue. Anyway, all right, that's so not your point. Yo, know, if the Pac-12 wants to survive, here's what we got to do. So, all right, but you're, you're saying the hope, because my question is, what should Oregon State fans hope happens? Is that the, these ten teams stay together and just go forward? That's, no, that's no, no, no. That's not. That's. I, I mean, that would work. That would work. But I don't. What are think you saying? You be, I don't think you could be on like the, you can't play the middle ground of like offensive and defensive here of like standing pat. Like you do need to have a rebuttal. Like okay. Th- like imagine a beer pong game, right? You're down to you're down two to one. You're down two to one. And and somebody sinks oh. sinks the one. Cup. If this is Corvallis in two thousand eight, I'm not down two to one in any of these games. Okay, maybe. I just imagine, <laughs> just imagine though. Put yourself in somebody's shoes. Put yourself. No, I hear you. I put hear yourself you. in Aurelius' shoes. <laughs> You're down two to one. Okay. Yeah. You gotta hit the shots. They boom. They they sink the final move. cup, right? And it took it took twenty minutes for them to hit that final cup, and you've been stuck at two for twenty minutes as well. Is your rebuttal to hit one and keep playing and be like, oh, I guess like, we'll just keep playing? No. Your rebuttal is a behind-the-back, off-the-wall, bounce twice, misses the swipe, and goes in for the win. Like That's what you got to go for. That's okay. what the Pac-12 needs okay, to go so for. Okay, so what is that shot? There's two things I think that the Pac-12 needs to do. And it is, it is really going to be, I think, the forefront of – college athletic entertainment and set the set the bar going forward uh and break the mold of ownership from these old stodgy networks that uh want to play puppeteer so actually we got a message from listener ross parker shout out ross and his friends for thank thank you for listening and he actually posed this question to us um would what, what would be our thoughts if the pac-12 sold its rights to something like a streaming giant like apple or amazon hell yeah hell yeah that's what i hell said yeah. too so that's the first thing george embrace streaming embrace streaming embrace the cord cutter movement because honestly there are more people in america who have internet access and globally than they can access cable and that means if you are in every single television, living room, phone, laptop, iPad, fire tablet, I don't give a shit where you stream this, but if you can see it somewhere, you're going to watch. You're going to watch. And so the first thing is let's get that technology behind the conference. Let's get that giant, the biggest giants in tv and entertainment currently they are the biggest giants in entertainment currently and if we can rope amazon one them, or apple or both 
I would say if I had to choose one, I would pick Apple. There are more Apple devices per person in the world than there sure. are people who have downloaded an Amazon app or use an Amazon mobile or TV device. What if we like went to HBO either is great. and we're like, you can do you, unlimited access to do like a college football version of Hard Knocks at every fall camp. Sure. But I mean, they kind of did that on the Pac-12 network, didn't they not? I mean, like. But no one has Pac-12 network. You know, people people watch the heart. People don't watch. I mean, they had the Cowboys on last time. I know the Cowboys have a lot of fans. But people watch Hard Knocks because it's shot perfectly. It's edited perfectly. It's essentially reality TV. Yeah. With football players. But let 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 the production come from Apple or Amazon. The people who have done it. Sure. Before. Yeah. And like Amazon, like the all or nothing shit. And it's being like. Don't even try to like take money off of it. Just build the Oregon State diaspora. Yeah, I think that is. I think Smith is a coach who would be good at reining like that kind of like extra attention and distraction in, and also just turning that into a dramatic advantage. Well, that's and I so, think if you could spin this in a, and can it can be spun to like something like this, where you you provide behind the scenes access. You you, you just provide more content than your weekly broadcast mm. and i know the patch network tried this but they were not in every tv in america we know the problems yeah. they faced around distribution so if you can solve yeah, the distribution awesome. problem and you can become a global brand you can become a global brand this way like you could stream overseas you could be in europe and somebody could be a diehard cougar fan i mean like think about if you can actually nail that distribution to somebody that's done it before and has the prowess and the marketing power to drive viewership. And they also have access because that's what the Pac-12 has been missing for the last over decade is access yeah. to eyeballs. And so this this opens that door. But so what I'm saying is embrace streaming, lean into it heavy, go extra the extra mile with content like you were saying. The players would love that shit. They would love that shit. I could demonstrate my brand. It's the era of NIL, man. If I could be out there promoting who I am on TV. With that's a player huge. like Rajon Wright, who got famous as fuck by being on Last Chance U. Mm -hmm. Like, that's one of the bigger. Rajon Wright is more famous than most players who have ever played at Oregon State before. And. It's not to take anything away. I, I love Rajon as a football player, and I think he's going to have a hell of a year. And part of that's because he had a, a great season as a Beeve last year, but also he was on an awesome Netflix show. Yep. And he is a fantastic young student athlete, and he has a you know charming personality that you're drawn to. Last last chance to you was just real life Friday Night Lights, right? And it's amazing that no one figured that out before Netflix did, and there was about a decade long gap. From when the the whole like blitz of uh, they're making the the movie out of the book and then the show off of the movie, uh, from the time when like it was like Friday Night Lights was like when we were like late high school early college for us, yep. and then Last Chance You came along when we were already fucking old heads in our late twenties, like that's like QB one on Netflix, like people know who Justin Fields is six years before he's the number one pick for the Chicago Bears, like there's shit that they could do here. And I'm glad you brought this up because this is the type of impassioned conversation that Benny and I didn't have because we're thinking about just like the X's and O's of where the ramifications of it all. Yeah. And the ramifications. Yeah, exactly. But it's, we need some creative thinking like this. And I don't know. I, I know 
three guys who put pretty dope Oregon State context content together in a not very conventional way that you know could help. So, but that's besides the point. I like where your head's at with this, yeah. but still, I'm going to ask you the tough question: What is the next move? Like, is is it just George calling Amazon or Apple and being like? Yeah. Whatever you guys want. No. Like, well, well, maybe. Yeah. The streaming aspect is important. You go to Apple. Here's what you do. Here's what he does. George goes to Apple. He goes to Amazon. He says, look, you guys want to be in streaming sports. It's clear. Apple has picked up MLB. They do their MLB like Friday night, right? And they're deeply integrated now with the MLB app in the Apple TV app. Uh, they've got They've got the framework set up so you could... They have, it's called Sports Kit, so that way that the developers can actually feed more sports information to Apple users. You've got Amazon, who has the exclusive rights. Is it Sunday Night Football now? It used to be Thursday Night Football, but now I think it's Sunday Night Football. Um, and and they're bidding all over the place for the rights to other streaming sports streaming services, including the NFL Sunday Ticket. Both of them competing for Sunday Ticket. They want football. They want football. You're not going to get SEC. You're not going to get Big Ten. They've got their own networks. So where do you go? You're going to go to Big 12? You can go to ACC? You think that Apple cares about ACC football? Hell fucking no. No way. They want West Coast football. And Amazon wants West Coast football. And this is... This is the move. It is an inter- interesting to like position yourself with these brands that are based on the West on the, Coast. On the West Coast, which yes. is what fucking and what I was getting towards earlier was uh, trying to figure out what the original sin for all of this was, and this isn't the original sin, but a big sin was the media rights deal that Larry Scott signed yep. in 2010. Yep. And just the fucking if if he had a, had a plan to build this fucking palatial office in the Bay area where the PAC 12 offices were going to be. And they were (laughs) where they were and pay that kind of rent to just have this office space, like fucking on like a first class, like fictional version of Silicon Valley slash entourage or some shit. And just, just, just basically like play like Bay Area tech mogul incubator video yeah. game. Like, I think the original sin would be this media rights deal. Oh, 100%. Which he's locked in for 14 years and it's expiring the year that you USC and UCLA leave. And so even like going, going to Amazon and Apple for just like just with the entire intention of just getting equity and exposure and just like not putting like a dollar amount on it. Just like get get all of our teams in front of as many eyeballs as possible. Yep. Please. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Exposure is the is the key. Even when I don't none of us are naive enough to think that like Oregon State's gonna win over the hearts of the entire globe and make Pac ten slash twelve football fans of, you know, people in other continents where they weren't football fans before. But if they understand what's happening in the conference and they understand like, oh, this Oregon versus Oregon State game is a big deal. Yeah. Like, oh, this this, this is kind of crazy. Oh, like people didn't think Oregon State were going to beat Oregon, but now we know Oregon State wins. Now Oregon State's going to the Pac-10-12 <laughs> title game. 
Like, this hear is me dope. Out too. Yeah, but hear me out, too. Like, listen to this. You're 16 years old. What are you watching? Am I? Yes. Not porn, but what, are yeah, you, but what else are you watching? I, <laughs> I, am I 16 years old right now? Oh, now. God. Uh, TikTok and streaming something while probably playing six video games simultaneously. While are you my... watching ESPN? Are you tuning in? Live the ESPN? Box? No. You... Live ESPN? No. I think there is like, I, th- I think ESPN does have some streaming potential, but. There, but are you sitting think... there on your cable box, your family's cable box in the living room no. or one you have in your bedroom or an office no. or a den? Dude, are you... Even like this weekend, because it was the 4th of July weekend and I spent more time just like at home chilling, like, oh, like uh, obvi- we haven't gotten into the, there's been a lot of NBA transactions that we just won't get into because we don't have the <laughs> bandwidth for it. But I want to talk with you about it. But I'm like, I just want to interact with like rumors in the NBA right now. And you weren't going to yes. ESPN for that. No. You're on your ESPN, phone. The only thing ESPN had that I wanted was live WNBA games, which were dope. And I was interested in that. But they had like, there's like a professional chase league now where guys chase each other on obstacle courses and shit. <laughs> That's sick. And they were like, oh, we're not playing anything because of Wimbledon. Oh. And like Wimbledon not- was like, but like also it was like late in the morning. So like Wimbledon was done. And well, I'm, Wimbledon I'm replays. Like, I'm like, why? Like, so, like, even like, like, ESPN's not even getting to like this point where when there's like an afternoon, like, put WNBA on ESPN and have like Woj and Windhorst just like breaking down NBA free agency on ESPN2. That's what it was when we were kids. And then there'd be like a whatever season was in, you know, the summer when we were little, there wasn't a WNBA, it was pretty much just baseball. So yep. there'd be a baseball game, and then it was just like nonstop Sports Center on the other thing. But it was like, and I know we were not competing with the same amount of shit, right? But even like, ES, like ESPN Plus has some capabilities, but like I don't know, they don't utilize that nearly as well as they should. They just they just fill it with they just fill it with broadcast. They don't actually promote it. They don't actually do it. Here's a thing I want to. Here's a challenge that I have <laughs> towards ESPN and ESPN Plus. Give the babes. Give, oh. give 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 the babes a weekly half hour show mm-hmm. on ESPN Plus on ESPN Plus streamed uh, on camera so uh, audio so we're all in like our home studios whatever like this break it breaking shit down yeah. we'd make it more can be a can more concise less explicit uh check that less fucking like, explicit yeah um, <laughs> I say what more audio TV friendly vote like I guarantee you we could win some fans over. I guarantee you, we we put a digestible college football episode together through the lens of Beaver fans that would apply to a wider scope. There you go. Please make this. We I don't know if we've done a head fire, headliner in a while, but we've we we've been all over the place. <laughs> some of us in the woods, some of us on ketamine, some just <laughs> our normal useless selves. ESPN Plus, give us bring us on. Give us eight episodes, mm, and if it if no if no one ca- give us four episodes, if no one cares, if no one watches, I'll pay you back. Okay, good luck with that one. You can you can pay the. Bag. I'll pay you back. I'll pay right. you back. All not right. the babes, not me and JP. I will Terry fucking Horstman. That's who he's right. I'll pay checks, baby. Give us four episodes of an ESPN Plus show, Oregon State football. Put us on we, the Ocho. We, we'll figure it. Yeah, on the put us on the Ocho. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Put us on ESPN Plus. Turn the lights on. 
put us on camera. This is what can save programs like us, Washington State, Kansas State, Texas they did Tech, that, they did West all that Virginia, regional, but Rutgers. they did all that regional stuff. That they they've done all that regional stuff. So, but he, well, not with the us, actual with us. local, passionate, knowledgeable base. They try. They tried to sugarcoat it. Yeah, that's true. I agree. With they that. didn't do it real. I want to wrap up on streaming because this is only one of my points. But I also want to say this: if you're a 16 year old and you're interested in sports and you're playing sports and you've got your phone in front of you and you open up the TV app on your phone because your family has the Apple TV Plus streaming package for $4.99 a month and you see Oregon State, Oregon live that, that's proactively alerting you that that, that is happening, you're going to tune in and you're right. going to do it on your phone because that's how you consume content now. That's where you consume content. That is where teens consume content. And if you're using that to get mind share of a student athlete in high school, that's where you find them. You meet them where they're at. And that's why I think streaming is gonna be so big for the Pac-12. And I honestly believe that's why they're shopping the deal now. That's why they've, they, they've proactively said, fuck it, we're not waiting, we're shopping the deal. Because the one, they need to save the conference, but two, they know it's going to be an easy sell because who are you going to sell to? CBS Sports or whatever? Like, no. Like, you're, you've already lost, you've lost Fox and ESPN. You've lost, you, you can't go to Fox. You cannot go chasing Fox. And you've lost ESPN because you had your chance. You had a bird in the hand or whatever the fuck the saying is. So, and then you crush the eggs. I don't know. Whatever the saying is, it doesn't matter because we're going streaming. So that's part one. That's how you save the pack. That is how you elevate the pack, part one. Streaming. Part two is this. The stream team. The stream yeah. team. Part two is this. For God's sake, George, you were on the board of Bet MGM, which is like literally one of the top three or four U.S. betting services in the country. So you wanted a competitive advantage? Embrace sports betting culture, period. Why would we hire a dude who worked at MGM if he's not going to help us leverage sports betting to the benefit of our universities and institutions? And our revenue sport conference tournaments are in Vegas. Yes. So hold on. I'll get to all this. So let me let me go. Let me dig in a little bit more though, because you embrace the betting culture. You do it in broadcasts. You've got a bottom line. You're talking about live odds. You fucking put up everything you can, like. And that's what as this is why it ties back to streaming because Apple's done a really really good job of that with MLB this year. They they show a lot of real time stats that you don't get on traditional on traditional broadcast networks. And I think you can go to them and say, make this pretty, make this engaging, and make it about betting. Period. All we want to show is live odds and everything else that has to do with betting. So you put it on the broadcast and you put it in the stadiums. You put sports books in the goddamn stadiums. This might seem like a stretch, but it's not. It's not. It's not a stretch. Betting has already broken into collegiate athletics. Back in 2020, Colorado, <laughs> Colorado ha- signed a sponsored sponsorship deal with Points Bet. Where College getting- athletics may have started sports betting if we go all the way back. I, well, I'm talking about in the <laughs> yeah, inverse, I know, though. I in, know. In, I know. So, but like Colorado signed a sponsorship deal in 2020, like September 2020. With Points Bet, which is uh, a betting service, and it pays the University of Colorado 1.6 million over a five-year term, so it's a small deal in the grand scheme of things. 
but it wasn't about the deal size. It was about the principle. And there was a lot of laws that had fallen and things that had been previously misconstrued where they were able to find some loopholes and, and allow this to happen. The other part that I found interesting was this, that the school, the school gets a $30 referral fee for every customer they help PointsBet sign up. Just like if you had a DraftKings or whatever, like, and you shared your link. But the right. school has that. The school makes money for that. So, of course, they're they're motivated to advertise this in stadium on LED ribbons, on pamphlets. It's, put a QR code in the fucking football program, right? Whatever it has to be. You embrace betting culture because you could hopefully with something along those lines or even bigger. If uh, I mean, if Klovkov could be like a little bit like more creative, he could figure out how to tie these betting revenues back to the universities a little bit better, especially a guy who's worked in the betting industry for a long time before coming in the collegiate athletics industry. But here's the part that I, I, I feel like this could happen. So betting is already legal in Washington, Oregon, Colorado, and Arizona. There are some limitations in some of those states around in in state betting for collegiate programs, but but the the heaviest lift is getting like mobile betting, especially mobile betting legalized, and that all four of those states have mobile betting legalized. Uh, you push that envelope, you make it a disadvantage for California schools who don't in Cal the state of California that doesn't allow betting. They don't even have anything on the docket that's going to legalize it anytime soon. But it doesn't mean that the schools can't benefit still for any other fan that's not in that state. But by pushing the envelope, you get adoption from California. And if California adopts betting on collegiate athletics, especially Pac-10, 12 sports betting, and you're at Stanford Stadium and you walk in there and you could place a fucking bet on real time at a sports book, like the same kind of concession you go buy a goddamn hot dog from. That is huge. It's huge for a draw. And you're talking about athletic departments and the presidents of universities talking about the windfall that they will get from revenues of betting. It's massive, and there's no way that California universities will want to miss the boat on that because they are opportunistic on literally anything that means right. they can avoid a deficit. The only state that won't allow it is Utah because it's literally in their state constitution that they are not allowed to ever bet. Utah's fine. They have the best football team out of all of this. <laughs> but I also like I, I, it's unclear though if they would. Utah accept... will win the Big Ten if they went there today, <laughs> <laughs> without any of the money or any of the flash. Somehow Utah is the best team not named Alabama in college football. But no, I love all of this. I loved all these ideas, JP. But if the, if the state of Utah, I don't know if they'll allow public universities to accept betting revenues because of the Constitution. So that could be a big holdup. They up. fucking should. Though. I mean, because that would be a, that would be a big wrench in this whole thing. But if they, university if they do allow presidents it, are among the demographic of people I trust the least and are absolutely the type of people who have led to this shit in the past. Yeah. You want to find someone to blame? Like blame Larry Scott. It's also every single university president who was part of this conference while he was in power, including fucking Ed Ray. Ed Ray, so, Ed Ray, I love Ed. Do, I do love not, Ed. Do not give any of these presidents the benefit of the doubt. They yeah. enabled this sniveling motherfucker yes. to put this together. Ed Ray and, was an enabler for Larry Scott. He was entranced by the man's charisma and thought this is 
this is that like you know forward thinking tech leader this that the basketball needs. Yeah. And, yeah, and and I love Ed. I I don't get me wrong. I love Ed, and I I think he's made he's made a lot of mistakes for sure. I don't at, I don't know Ed, State. but I've met him multiple times. I've talked to him multiple times. I've gotten to know him from working at the foundation. I've gotten to know him uh, just you know him walking around with his boiler sticking out around tailgates for for athletic de- events. <laughs> That's true. I was too drunk to notice the boiler. Yeah, so like I mean, he's a good, he, he's a, a meaning well guy, and he cared a lot about Oregon State. He cared a ton about Oregon State, but I think he was blinded by this masquerade that Larry Scott put out, and he it it, it was very very detrimental, especially for a, a university like Oregon State, where we we're the needed, ones left out in the cold by yeah, this shit. We yeah we we needed that camaraderie across the uh, the conference, and we couldn't be the ones who were you know left left at the altar. So one last thought here about, because this is where I want, we talked about PAC 10. We talked about the ways to save current PAC 10, but I think there's two parts of this that are most likely, but also important for even getting those next, those previous two points uh, accomplished. So as for betting, and it's not going to look great initially, but the uh, the Pac-10-12 needs to add UNLV to the conference. I was ju- that's exactly what I was going to ask you. You have to, you have to add UNLV. Dude, it's where our dude, headquarters is, pseudo headquarters is. That's where we dude, play our conference tournaments. Add UNLV and then just like repurpose the Running Rebels documentary of how dope their basketball team was in the nineties. Just play Larry Johnson highlights constantly, and people will be fine with it again. Yep. Um, so I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you, like, when we were going through this, I'm like, I'm gonna, because I was getting ready for you for like put your foot down on no expansion, no expansion. Add UNLV yep. across all sports. Yeah, I think that's fair. Plus, we need we need the footprint in Nevada. I know we do the tournaments there, but we don't sure. have we don't have Nevada. Yeah, it's, it's it's weird and, that and, we do the tournaments there. So then. And, and and UNLV games will be where people go. They, they, they would be it would be a destination game, just like Raiders games yeah. are destination games now. Like shit, dude. Let's do a weekend in Vegas and catch the Oregon State UNLV football game. Yeah, that is amazing. That is what needs to happen. Are they playing at Allegiant and not Sam Boyd? I don't. I mean, if, if they became a Pac-12 team, I guarantee you they yeah. would play at Allegiant. They'd have to. They'd have That's to. That's huge for me. Are you adding any other team? Yes, yes. Which team? San Diego State. Okay, it's a good one. And it's solely because it brings back your your footprint in Southern California, and different it, parts of Southern California. It puts in a, a far more desirable part of Southern California, might I add? Fuck LA. <laughs> Sorry, LA listeners. No, <laughs> never. I'm not Sorry, apologizing. Sorry, LA listeners. I please keep listening to the pod. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about San Diego is great. Talk about how great San Diego. Say nice things about San Diego, JP. One time no, I was in San Diego and I was sitting at a wing spot and I met this dude who was wearing a 49ers jersey. And we were watching the game. It was my brother-in-law Taylor and I, who was also joined me out in the wilderness. And we're sitting there, and the dude's like, "I'm Marshall Fox's cousin." I'm like, "What? No way!" <laughs> like, are you sure? Are you serious? You know? And he's he, like, "Wait, yeah, he was wearing a Niners jersey and yeah. he was Marshall Fox's cousin." Yeah. And, he, and I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, man. He's like, but I'm from like the East Bay or something. So I'm chatting with him for a while. He's like, he like he's like looking at his phone. And I think this guy's like probably full of shit. We're like, what, the bar. what year was this? Oh, maybe 2017, 18, around then. And so we're sitting at the bar at the – More yeah, believable talks. then. 
he owns this wing spot and forget what it's called. He, like it's a, he owns a bunch of like wings, uh, restaurants in the San Diego area, especially around SCSU where my sister and brother-in-law lived in the, in the nearby. Uh, that, uh, that's where Marshall Falk went to college. And yeah, and he went to SCSU. So anyways, I'm sitting there and, and then he pulls out his phone. He goes, Hey, yeah, Marshall's on his way here. I'm like, this guy's such, he's so full of shit, right? I'm like, Oh, he is. Okay. When he gets here, let me meet him. And he's like, all right, I will. He'll, he, that's his booth. You see his uh, jersey framed on the wall there. And I was like, oh, yeah, shit, that's his jersey. There's no one in the booth. And the place is jammed except for that booth. So like 20 minutes later, dude, out of the, through the kitchen arrives like an entourage. And they all kind of block the booth. And behind the entourage walks in Marshall Falk. And he sits down at his booth and just orders up some wings. And I'm like, is that Marshall? And he's like, yeah, I told you he's coming. And I was like, oh, man, like, you can introduce me? He's like, yeah, let's go. He's like, let's let him eat, and then we'll go. And then literally he's like, let's start walking over. And then we start walking over, and Marshall stands up, and he leaves, and he goes through the kitchen. And we follow him through the kitchen, and he just gets in, like, this, like, black Escalade and just drives off. And I was Wait, like, so Marshall didn't even say hi to this guy who said he was his cousin? Yes. <laughs> but they were – he texted him. He, like, he showed me. He's like, I, he just was texting me. He's like, our, our our moms are cousins or our moms are sisters or something. Either way. Yeah. So I'm a big SDSU fan from that experience because I was this close. <laughs> I also, I think we won. Uh, the, the last time we played San Diego State, I believe it was at San Diego State, and we won on a Steven Nelson pick six. Yep. Um, so that, And so I would that's... much rather go visit San Diego. They've got a better beer scene. They've got a better they, they got just, better weather. They, they need a better, better more they, friendly they're people. They're not are they they're, are they still playing in Qualcomm? Probably. Yeah, they are, I think. But I think Qualcomm's coming. What down. 49ers jersey was this guy wearing? I have to know. Was it like oh. a Kev, was it a Kevin No, it was like, a, it was like Frank Gore. It's like Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Okay, that's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. If it was Garrison Hurst, I was going to get real excited. But I lo- I love Frank Gore. Yeah, because it was like uh, it was a new cherry red, and I I remember that explicitly because he had the beanie on and the cherry red jersey, and I walked in with my cherry red uh, cap jersey, and it was like, whoa, oh, bro, like we're in San Diego. Yeah, Here we, we are. You, you did wear that for like the entire 2010s. Um. <laughs> yeah. So my last thoughts are this: as for LA, as for LA, as for LA, you burn in hell. <laughs> and, and as for UCLA, you are going to, if I'm speaking directly to UCLA UC, here. UCLA, I mean, UCLA is getting their bag, but this, from a competitive standpoint, this is going to be bad for them. Y'all are fucked. You are fucked. If I could say a swear word for any longer, I would. But that's as long as my breath would allow me to hold that, that word. So, I can you guys, you. okay, you can try. Fuck! Fucked! Bitch. Nice. Yeah. Okay, good. That was good. <laughs> Thank you for doing that for me. Uh, it's a podcast about love. Yeah. And friendship. <laughs> <laughs> UCLA is like, you know, they've had a pretty decent decade. Like, they, I mean, they, they've won some baseball championships. They've won in the Pac-12 at least, right? They, they have won basketball championship. They've got no football, no women's basketball. They've got four they gymnastics. Went the, they went to the Final Four in, ba- in basket, men's basketball. Yes. Their football I'm talking jerseys. about in the Pac-12, though. I'm talking about their, Pac-12. Their football jerseys look nice. No, they don't. I like them. No, they, they don't know how to do the UCLA stripe right, and they've never been able to do it since they went with that shitty like tire tread look from Adidas. So, one, <laughs> they look like shit. Two, they play okay. 
but it, the majority like they don't they don't really win in the big programs anyways which is what the big Ten's really mostly concerned with and that's what fox is mostly concerned with they don't win in basketball men's or women's they don't win in football they have one in baseball, but one of those wins was just a tiebreaker, and it wasn't actually an outright Pac-12 championship. So they've done decent, but they're not a good program really outside of basketball, men's basketball at the moment, uh, and, and maybe women's soccer, anywhere else. So Yeah, well, just wait till Coach Senecola sees them on the pitch again this yeah, year in women's yeah. soccer. Hold on. And also, USC, the University of, this is one word, stupid-ass chumps. Well, chumps is the other word. Stupid ass. <laughs> Man, I, and I, as a as a guy who grew up a Bruin fan, and I'm turning my back so hard on them at this point, it's done. But it's what's not done is my hatred for USC is never gonna waver, and I hate, I hate USC. And you know what they've done? Can I tell you what they've done in this last what, decade? In, what in have they home? done, JP? Zero baseball championships, zero men's hoops championships, zero women's hoops championships, one football championship, zero gymnastics, zero men's soccer, zero women's soccer, zero softball, and one indoor volleyball. Evan Mobley is pretty good, and he played there for one season, but other than that, I don't know, really. So fuck you, USC. Fuck you, UCLA. Eight clap D's, nuts, and stick those V's up your ass be gone good riddance i love you beaver fam i'll explain this in a second but could you please play um uh, five seconds of gangsta's paradise by coolio and preferably the part where it's tell me why are we so blind to see that's the most specific i'll get um in 2006 my my freshman fall term at Oregon State we beat USC when they were number three in the country it's the Oregon State football victory over USC that gets overshadowed because the quiz show uh, in 2008 when USC was ranked number one takes precedence um, but that game was amazing it was during dad's weekend it was the first time my dad and I got to like cheer for uh, a usual football game I think I've mentioned on this podcast before he's a diehard Green Bay Packers fan and I'm a diehard Minnesota Vikings fan so it just never worked out my dad came out. We sat and watched the game together. We upset him. It was amazing. I'm at a party late at night. Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio comes on. And I know just all the words. And I'm vibing. And I'm rapping all of them. And I'm singing <laughs> all of them in the chorus. And at some point, you know, it's just like when it just happens where it's like a quote unquote party. There's probably like 12 people there at this point. And it's like someone knows all the words and no one else is like partaking. So it's like, all right, let's just let this guy have his moment. And, uh, you know, Claire Eagle will back this up, which is her birthday today, actually. Happy birthday, hey, happy Claire, birthday Claire. Claire. Claire uh, Eagle. I was, what a name. In, was in the chorus and I went, tell me why are we so blind to see? that the ones we hurt are USC. And everyone went, oh, shit! Because it's normally you and me, but I- You are so I, I creative! So creative. I knew I was going to go to grad school for creative writing and then teach creative writing classes 15 years <laughs> later and shit like that. Um, but yes, so f fuck you, SC. Yeah. Fuck you, CLA. Yeah. Fuck you, Larry Scott, and uh, I'll, I'll say fuck you, George Klyovkov. Uh, Klyovkov, until you give me a reason 
to say otherwise. This may not. I got be faith in him though. I wise for him. me to say now because we're just. <laughs> I just tried to get our own show, which we would need probably his blessing and uh, power to get. Give us <laughs> our own fucking show. Give it a try. Yeah. What? <laughs> Put us on the Pac-12 oh, network. Oh, it doesn't work, and then the Pac-12 fails after that. Wow. <laughs> Oh my God! I can't imagine. Blame the, the belligerent beeves. If it's our fault, for... oh my God! Yeah, they, they they can't take that risk right now because things are going so great <laughs> with the the fucking perfect media rights deal. <laughs> Don't want to swing for the fences. <laughs> give us a give us four episodes on ESPN Plus. Give us four episodes. I'll tone it down. I'll button it up. I will play the fucking game. I. Fucking promise I will. I'll stop saying fucking every three fucking words. We can do all of it. Can we though? We can. <laughs> you just spent. You just spent like six seconds saying. Play fuck. five seconds. Of, can nobody stop us now? By Starship, we can build this thing together. Standing strong forever. Nothing's gonna stop us now. I haven't said fuck in about 15 seconds. That's how much I believe in this. We're gonna talk about the dope recruits next week. Uh, yeah, it's it, we're gonna get into the positivity around all of Oregon State sports soon. We just had to come at the suits pretty hard tonight, Beaver fam. Gloves uh, are thank off. You, thank you for sticking with us. Give us our goddamn ESPN Plus show. <laughs> Do we don't know the worst ESPN? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll do some digging in the Rolodex, and it's probably some burn bridges we've burned. But <laughs> hey, so uh, we're doing this podcast that you probably haven't heard of. Oh, did you just start? Nah, fifty-five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> a few Twitter spaces that a few people turned in. We we had about fifty people in the spaces. No, good, good job, good job. I'm glad that you guys did something. I I'm glad you didn't sit on your hands like, well, shit, JP's not here. <laughs> yeah, well, for about six seconds I thought that, but then I was like, you know what? What would JP do? He'd find a way. Um, yeah. So maybe just in case this happens again, just. Uh, send me the audio file of the closing and ending songs <laughs> <laughs> just in case if both of us are off the grid uh benny's probably going to be uh on ketamine and and not potting so um i think it just i need to have them though he but. should pod i'm telling you it'd be dude it'd be gold solo ben podcast i think would be fantastic yeah i think he should have his own espn plus show sign him up for 100 episodes right now uh, <laughs> <laughs> That'll nice. save it. That'll save the conference. We'll play Knifey Spoonie live on air against Gary Bazana. Mm, look mm-hmm. at all these ideas we're coming up with to save the Pac-12. I'm not hearing shit from the suits. <laughs> we're here in our fucking branded shirts and our beers and our snapbacks and our headphones, and we're making a difference. And that's why we started this podcast. Uh Beaver fam, thank you for listening in uh, another episode. I know everyone's worried, not feeling great right now. We're going to get into this dope fucking recruiting class that Jonathan Smith is signing next week. Uh, there's a lot to celebrate. There's a lot to And women's soccer's coming back soon. And women's soccer's coming back. And also, the Beavs Twitter account tweeting start a frenzy at Paul Lorenzi when the schedule got released today. Dude. <laughs> We've made it. The hairs on the back of my neck stood straight up. When I saw that, they grew Whoever, like one inch. It, it, it grew. You need to clean three, up. The, the, 
<laughs> the, the hairs on the Grinch's neck grew three sizes that day. Uh, <laughs> uh, intern, uh, coordinator, manager, whoever you are who tweets from that account, hit us up. We'll send you a free Start a Frenzy at Paul Renzi shirt. I just decided yeah. that now. I'll pay for it. <laughs> what? Who else am I paying for in, in this, JP? Uh, if I, no, I can't, oh, I can't remember what financial commitment I made. Anyway, <laughs> Bieber fam. Oh, you'd pay for the Pac-12s failing or ESPN's failing, whatever it is. Either way, doesn't matter because it's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I will. I will pay for it if our ESPN Plus show doesn't work because it will. Anyway, <laughs> my name's Terry Horseman at Terry Horseman on Twitter at Terrence Horseman on Instagram. I'm with my pal, soulmate, non-romantic <laughs> life partner. <laughs> JP Bertram, fresh <laughs> off the woods, at the Trill J on Twitter. He's too trill to be real. At JP Bertram on uh, Instagram. Uh, in, in honor of our friend uh, Benjamin Lawrence Sebastian Weehage. He's Benny with the good quaff. Uh, hit him up at, at BennyL1986 on the social media channels. Please like and subscribe to our podcast on Apple and Spotify if you haven't already. And if you're listening to this right now, if you're driving, what I want you to do, I want you to pull over. Mm, that's safe, yeah. Stop. And I want you to put the car in park. I want you to pick up the phone, especially if you listen on Spotify, but also if you listen on Apple. If you're on Spotify, go to the Belligerent Beefs homepage, click, put your thumb, and by click, I mean just put your thumb on the Tap the screen. The, the greasy ass icon that has your, you know, greasy fingerprints. It's okay. They're your fingerprints. They're not anyone else's, yeah. allegedly. And click on it, five stars. And if you're on Apple, do the same five stars. If you're on Apple, you can write something like, uh, JP sounds like he smells nice. Mm. Terry's voice isn't that annoying. <laughs> Benny's hair is illustrious and uh makes me feel good about myself yeah. any, any of those kinds of things. where's the ketamine just say that. where's the ketamine? where's the keta benny where where's it at buddy benny with a good keta uh, or or fuck larry scott oh, is that's acceptable a good one. Yeah. give the babes their espn plus show it can even be espn plus plus espn plus minus where ESPN we also plus minus talk- ocho espn plus minus ocho <laughs> with cotton mcknight and pepper from from the hit movie Dodgeball from 18 fucking years ago. And we were <laughs> grown men when that movie came out because that's how fucking old we are. Uh, and please share the show with uh, a friend. Um, you're what's holding us down. Join the Patreon. Um, we're going to have more and more content about what the fuck this realignment, re-realignment, alignment, alignment, whatever this fucking shit means for the future of Oregon State Sports. What you don't need to question, though, is, one, whether we're here or not. We're going to record this podcast every week about Oregon State Sports until we die, and then for a few weeks after that. And you also don't need to question whether or not you can spell chop them without hope because you can't we've tried larry scott tried the big 10 tried the sec tried arkansas baseball really tried see how that worked out for them not (laughs) not not too well not too well not too well at all you can't spell chop them without hope it's right there in the middle of the catchphrase so for all of us here at the belligerent peace podcast and all everyone in the beaver fam everywhere just hoping to see a good end game good result for our favorite school and the student athletes we love and adore and our community that we can't live without chop them chop them bring back bernice and tune in again next week beaver fam we love you peace